then the Bible says that the Spirit drags Jesus to the desert, where Jesus fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. He was hungry. He was famished. He was thirsty. And then the Bible says that Jesus was tempted. But the first thing that Jesus said is, the Bible says. It was not, get out of here, Satan. Yeah. Leave. No, it was, the Bible says. Yeah, he was rooted in truth. The Bible says. Yeah. The Bible says. And our weapon, our main weapon, is the sword. The sword of the truth. Mm -hmm. The Bible. The word. We have the word. I mean, Hebrews chapter 4 says that the word of God is like that knife, is like that sword. I mean, if we understand the power of the word of God, we would be able to walk in the promise. We would be able to walk in holiness. We would be able to walk, I mean, casting down demons, casting down the principalities, casting down the powers of that world and, and living like kingdom citizens. But the main thing that is in lack right now in our society it is the acknowledgement and the understanding on the Bible. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, is that we need to read the Bible, not just read the Bible, but let the Bible read us. Mm -hmm. Let That's the Bible good. bring life over us. Mm -hmm. Not just read like you read any other book. Read the Bible and let the Bible read you. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of In The Wave podcast here in Waimamasa. Today, we have a very special guest coming all the way from Brazil. Let's go. Matt Vega. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing really good. What about you guys? Doing amazing, doing amazing. So Matt here is um, going to speak upon spiritual warfare here um, in the podcast today. And and what's actually really cool is that... Um, He's speaking spirit, uh, upon spiritual warfare in the DTS classroom as well. So how's that How's that been for you? It's been amazing. I mean, the class, the guys, are, they are really good people. They have good heart. And uh, it's been good to teach them and uh, serve their lives as well. Yeah. I mean, serve. Man, I love to serve that base, serve that people. Thank you very much for having me here. Yeah, I'm so sure. happy, man. Yeah, for sure. Is this your first time here in Maslin? Is this my first time in, in Maslin and in Mexico? Wow, so my first okay. time in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. So how's it been for you? Is it a lot different than Brazil? Yeah, it's different, but I mean, when we're when we're looking to the people, when we're looking to the society here, pretty much a lot of things are in common. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people here are too. Hey, come here. Want to hug you? Wanna yeah, receive that you warm culture. Land. Right. Yeah. And yeah. in Brazil, it's pretty much the same thing. So we are too warm. Like, come here, man. Want to have you here? Want to host you? Want to give you some hospitality? Receiving the yeah. country. So it's been really good. Yeah. So it's somewhat uh, culture-wise, it's somewhat familiar. Yeah, right. I mean, I feel home here. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And so yeah, so on today's topic, we're speaking upon spiritual warfare, something that um, that you're passionate about, and so. I would love to start from the basics um, for everybody that's watching and for, for myself as well. Like, like let's talk fundamentals. Um, what, what exactly is spiritual warfare? Yeah, I think, um, Nico, one of the things that we need to understand before we talk, we dive in in spiritual warfare is understand who we are. I mean, who God is, who we are in God, our identity, the portion of identity that we carry in, in, in Jesus. You know, and the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 28 to 28, 
that God created the man, the man like his, his image to subdue, to fruitify, to multiply in the earth. We were created for a personal relationship with, the, with God, mm -hmm. created to a personal relationship where we can receive our identity, receive the portion of our identity and be with him in relationship with him. And when yeah. we understand, so who we are, why we were made, why God created us. So we start understanding the portion of our identity about being a warrior. Mm. And when you start to realize and understand why you are a warrior, then you can take position and position yourself into the spiritual warfare. So I think the, the basics, when we talk about the foundations of the spiritual warfare, we're talking about the understanding on who I am, yeah. who God is, why I'm here, why am I Why am I called to be a valiant? Like the valiants of David, mm. the Bible says in Chronicles, like the valiants of David, the ones who was bravery, who, who fought for Israel with bravery. Why? Because they were valiants, because they were warriors, no, but because they understood who they, who they were, like mm. the God they were serving, the God of Israel. So I think this is the main foundation of uh, like behind the whole spiritual warfare. Yeah, that's super cool. And I like what you talked about warrior and how this this is a battlefield that we jump into. And so one thing that I wanted to touch on, like as warriors, like stepping into the battlefield, how are we able to acknowledge what spiritual warfare is or or in different ways? How are we being attacked in spiritual warfare as warriors? Like what are some what are some battles that we have to go through or just some ideas of what, what it might look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, first of all, I think we need to dismystificate that spiritual warfare is something just against demons. And sometimes mm -hmm. spiritual warfare, I would say, most of the times, spiritual warfare is uh, something that is happening in the lay of your mentality, in the level of your mentality, in your mind. And there are some forceries in your mind that had been raised up because of lies that had been declared throughout your whole life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you stop to, to thinking about right now, a portion of your childhood, when let's suppose that you were you were a guy that you, you have a lack of fatherhood inside of your heart. You, you hadn't have a father. You haven't heard the declaration over you. Hey, son, you are my beloved son. So you grew up um, thinking that this whole fatherhood thing, it is something not real or something yeah. that is not to too too important for you mm. and then you are now with a fortress in your mind you have like a stronghold in your mind that makes you think that this thing between you and god is something that is not real mm. i mean god is my father why yeah is that truly a part of my identity why is he my father mm. you know so sometimes you need to start to realize that you need to take position against the lies the strongholds are in your mind and in the lay of your mentality that are saying hey you're not loved mm -hmm. hey you don't have a god hey god truly don't love you god is not your father god is just an authority in your life so every time that you come to the secret place you cannot position yourself as if you're about to hug a father or embrace your father you need to position yourself as someone that, uh, okay, I'm here for the general. I'm here for the captain. Yeah. And no, you have an open space to say, hey, God, I love you. You're my father. Can I just embrace you? Can I just hug you? Father, can you speak in my life? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we need to understand the lays, the levels of the spiritual warfare. And one of them, and I would say this is the primary one, 
is for you to understand that you need to fight against the lies in your head. Yeah, you need good. to fight that's against good. the lies in the in the in the field of your mentality. I mean, if you stop to understand that your mentality, that your mind is an open field, what you gonna what you gonna allow to be sold in your mind? Words of truth or words of lie? I think that's really cool what you said. Um just about breaking off those lies. Uh, I can relate to that that's example that you uh, just spoke upon very personally. I grew up without a father, and so at a young age, like that lie that I wasn't worthy of um, love, being loved by a father, mm-hmm. like I grew up with that lie, and, and I actually never thought about it that way, of how like that is also um, can count as spiritual warfare, of how like right. the enemy um, has placed a stronghold in my life growing up and and in a way that the enemy was putting a lot of doubt upon myself mm-hmm. and for me um being able to realign uh with the lord and acknowledge that hey like there is a god that that loves mm-hmm. and that he wants to be my father mm-hmm. and i and i want to go after that you know mm-hmm. and so that's when that lie starts breaking off where it's like wow i can be loved right. by a perfect father that's in heaven and and be walking in my true identity as a warrior like you were talking about right like i am a warrior and i am loved by a perfect father like mm-hmm. it's not about the lies of of that the enemy right. had it over my life growing up and so i really think that's that's cool what you talked about you want a second example a good example let's imagine that um you know bullying like if you if you're back in your mind to the high school and you remember that guys that used to bullying and mocking mm-hmm. mocking people yeah why they're doing it they're actually people who has a a lack of affirmation in their lives they need to affirm themselves and what they do they mock others to trying to make them feel rejected and trying to have the the sense uh, and trying to feel a space in their hearts as someone who's okay now i feel loved because I, i'm mocking someone else and trying to feel them rejected yeah what he's not understanding, what they're not understanding is that why they're bullying someone else, why they're mocking someone else. He's just increasing the the thoughts inside of him and the fortress of darkness inside his mind that he's that he's someone that needs to fight against this lack inside of his heart mm. and, and mm-hmm. let Jesus fill this place. Yeah. At the same time, the guy that has been mocked start to raise up a fortress of darkness in his mentality and start to feel rejected and start to feel someone that is not loved you know yeah for sure so that's that's one that's a second example the third example when someone stops and trying to trying to think about like his his family okay so my grandparent my grandfather my grandfather used to be a rich very rich guy but he failed and lost everything. Mm-hmm. Then my father was a rich guy as well, failed and lost everything. Why am I going to be rich if my father and my grandfather tried to be reached, failed and lost everything? If I receive a lot of money in my hands, I'll probably fail too. Mm-hmm. Understand? Yeah. So those are like lies that comes up as fortress of darkness in your mentality and i would say the second level of spiritual warfare in our lives would be a spiritual warfare in our flesh 
-hmm. and it comes to a place of the scene. Every time your flesh is trying to overcome the spirit inside of you. Every time the flesh is trying to speak louder than the spirit that is inside of you. And that's why Jesus commands us to be holy. Mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus is calling you to a holiness lifestyle where every day, and, and when, when I say about, when I speak about holiness, it's not just in a place, oh, do not see pornography or do not cheat on your wife or stop masturbating no it's sometimes holiness it is holiness and the things that you were speaking the things you're declaring yeah you can declare life you can also declare death what are you declaring mm -hmm. walking holiness like jesus walked in holiness you know yeah you understand sure. what i'm saying so then we come to a place that i would say the third level is this spiritual level of spiritual warfare that we try that we we start to understand, okay, there are some demons, there are some principalities, there is some powers of that word that I need to fight against. I need to fight against that things. And then it comes a place where you have principalities and powers that are behind major leaders in our city. You know, a lot of, a lot of, I mean, so have you ever stopped to thinking about, so last night, these guys from the, these guys from the leadership took me to have some good food in a, in a different area here in Macedon. So we, we got an Uber, we jumped on an Uber and went to the restaurant. And through the way, throughout the whole way, I was looking outside the window and uh, I realized there's this statues from the carnival. Mm. And I was thinking about people used to think that it's just a cultural thing mm. on the carnival in Macedon. Oh, okay, people come here, there's all this fantasy behind. No, it's just to entertain. No, man, there is something in the spirit behind that things that we need to start realizing and understand. Mm -hmm. Something about the principalities and the powers that are behind, I mean, the mayor. Have you ever stopped to pray about the mayor of your city? Have you ever stopped to uh, think why there are some bars being raised up in the neighborhood? Some nightclubs being built up in the neighborhood? Why we're not sending teams to pray over the neighborhoods? You know, so there's some principalities and powers that are behind major leaders of nations over cities, also behind, I mean, they, they are trying to get us down from that place of, okay, I'm in Jesus. I understand my identity. I understand that I'm a warrior. I'm an, I understand who I am, what the word says about me. Yeah. My heritage in Christ Jesus, I will take position. Yeah, 100%. And I think what's really cool about that is what you said about walking identity. I think that's one of the main ways to combat spiritual warfare is to know who you are as a child of God and a warrior of his kingdom. And I think that's what we do here in Waimamasalan so well is that we're able to walk in identity so we can go out and to fight the spiritual battles and to walk in authority knowing that we've already are trying to claim victory, you know, over the enemy. Like we're claiming victory as warriors because Jesus rules above all and the enemy does not have any powers over jesus like jesus is the almighty and the all-powerful and right. when we are able to walk in our identity right. as children of his, uh, of his kingdom you know we claim victory already right. and so i think that's what's really cool about what you're saying about like this is a spiritual battle like in terms of like the flesh and and also the spiritual of just like temptation as well i think right. temptation is a huge thing um in spiritual war in war spiritual warfare and 
it's in the Bible where Jesus gets tempted and right. uh, by the enemy. But like you said, walking in holiness and being able to, Jesus knew his identity right. and why God sent him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was to save the world. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for the devil to tempt Jesus and Jesus was like, no, like I am right. rooted in the Bible. Right. Like Matthew chapter four. Exactly. Right. I'm rooted in my d- and who God has called me to be, you know. Yeah. And you know, uh, you know, the crazy thing is Matthew chapter three. So Jesus got baptized. Why? Why Jesus got baptized? So Jesus came to John the Baptist. Before Jesus came to John the Baptist, John the Baptist was in the Jordan River, and he was arguing and declaring, trying to declare life over the people that were around. And he 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 was saying, "Brood of vipers, Pharisees, Sadducees, brood of vipers. You need to repent. You want to get baptized? First, repent." Mm. You want to see the kingdom of God, first repent. You need to first walk in holiness so you can be able to get baptized to see the kingdom of God. Then Jesus came. Why? Because Jesus is the, perf- is the perfect representation of a life being lived on a kingdom. How do, you need, how do we need to walk as a citizen of the kingdom? And then Jesus got baptized. After that, he left the water and the dove came to him, heavens open, and the declaration of the Father is my beloved Son. Then the Bible says that the Spirit drags Jesus to the desert, where Jesus fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. He was hungry, he was famished, he was thirsty. And then the Bible says that Jesus was tempted. But the first thing that Jesus said is, the Bible says... It was not, get out of here, Satan. Yeah. Leave. No, it was, the Bible says. Yeah, he was rooted in truth. The Bible says. Yeah. The Bible says. And our weapon, our main weapon, is the sword. The sword of the truth. Mm-hmm. The Bible. The word. We have the word. I mean, Hebrews chapter 4 was says that the word of God is like that knife. is like that sword. I mean, if we understand the power of the Word of God, we would be able to walk in the promise. We would be able to walk in holiness. We would be able to walk, I mean, casting down demons, casting down the principalities, casting down the powers of that world, and, and living like kingdom citizens. But the main thing that is in lack right now in our society, it is the acknowledgement and the understanding on the Bible. Unfortunately, we need to read the Bible, not just read the Bible, but let the Bible read us. Mm-hmm. Let the That's Bible good. bring life over us. Mm-hmm. Not just read like you read any other book. Read the Bible and let the Bible read you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, and it's super cool because this all goes back to what you first talked about of like how the enemy has strongholds in our lives based off um, lies and different things and, right. and even in the flesh but when we are rooted in truth we are able to walk in identity because we know the truth and who we are as sons and daughters of the kingdom and I think that's like such a beautiful story and how God has created us to be Right. and when we start to 
learn from the Bible and really understand the Bible is like, wow, like God loves me so much that he's given me authority right. to live as a child of his kingdom. Like I get that honor and that responsibility to walk in freedom, to walk in truth. And because I live in this world full of sin, mm-hmm. like I'm able to walk in freedom from that because I am a child of God mm-hmm. and I need to be rooted. And that's super cool. And I think one thing that I wanted to talk about actually, um, talking upon sin. Yeah. So I just opened up my Bible. And if you if you look into like Second Timothy yeah. chapter one, verse seven, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but give us power. Love go. and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And actually, we need to start understanding the spirit that we carry. We need to start understanding the, the relationship that we need to develop with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We're not understanding. We're not understanding, man. The relationship that we have been called to live with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. People used to think that a life, a life in the gospel is a life where you're seeking for titles or positions as, uh, as leader because Jesus was a leader. Jesus is a leader, right? Right. But this is not the main message of the gospel. Yeah. The message of the gospel of the kingdom to live as a kingdom citizen is is rooted in the place of an formal invitation from the Father inviting you to a personal relationship with him. And when you are in a perfect in strong and personal relationship with the Father, you can understand the Son, you can understand the Spirit, and also you can understand that the Spirit God gave us is not a spirit of timid, yeah. power, authority, to walk as a kingdom citizen on the earth, to walk with identity. Yeah. You know? That's super good. Yeah, man, we need to realize that things. Yeah, for sure. And something that I want to touch on, um, following up with that, Okay, so let's, I'm going to give you a scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, let's say people are finding it hard to, let's say, read the Bible or even understand the Bible and to walk in their identity. And let's say they are living in sin, but they don't feel conviction that, you know, it's 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, would you consider that spiritual warfare? And also, another thing to follow up, like, what are ways that we need to, what steps do we need to take to break out of that? Like for people that don't feel fully conviction of, I need to read the Bible, I need to start walking on identity, or I believe these lies that are in my life. Mm-hmm. Like what are some ways that people can start breaking out of that? Like where can they find breakthrough? How do they start finding breakthrough? I think first they need an encounter. Mm-hmm. Like, we cannot stay in a place where we're teaching our classes, we're preaching the message just to show the content that we carry. Just the content that we have been, the content that we have been building up while we are in our own secret place. We need to give space to the Holy Spirit move. We need to give space for the Holy Spirit coming in the services, in the classes and touch people. Because one of the things that people will will carry throughout their whole lives is the mark. How marked they were by the touch of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So one of my prayers is, Jesus, 
okay, I'm about, I'm about to teach, I'm about to preach, but, teach, but, but Jesus, I need you here with me. Holy Spirit, I need you here with me. I don't want that people just to listen to what I'm saying. I, I want that people to be marked by you. Yeah. Mark their lives. And a life marked by Jesus, a life marked by the Holy Spirit, it is a life that opened the doors of our minds. And then you cannot say that you're in a place that, I don't want to read my Bible. I, uh, you know, I just don't want to, I just don't want to listen to that worship music. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to know. If you were marked by the Spirit, if you felt the Spirit touching you, you will say, I need this again. Yeah. I want this again. And then you go to the secret place and you start seeking the Lord inside the secret place with all you have, with all you are. You will, you're like crazy, like someone that is just starving in the spirit. I need Jesus. Jesus, I know I was touched by you in the middle of the class. Holy Spirit, I, I felt that. It was real. I was touched by you. I was marked by you. I need this again. I'll seek you in the secret place. I want you again, Jesus. So we don't need to speak about like, I need my Bible, you know, to understand what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, 100%. And also, I wanted to follow up on that too, mm -hmm. also as well. Because um, I think that's when the enemy hates it the most. Mm -hmm. Is when when we're able to seek after God and really be hungry for God. Like the enemy is just like, oh, like trying to find different ways to break that down. Right. And so I believe that. And a lot of times when we start seeing a lot of breakthrough in our lives, mm -hmm. that's when the enemy starts, okay, mm -hmm. let me find different ways mm -hmm. on how to cause fear, cause mm -hmm. doubt, cause rejection, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And so in those times when people are super hungry, are striving for more breakthrough, mm -hmm. how, how can we stay consistent? when there's so much spiritual warfare going on, mm -hmm. when there's enemies are shouting out lies yeah. or shouting out um, fear or doubt over your life. Like how, how as warriors uh -huh. of the kingdom, how are we going to keep pushing for more breakthrough? How do we stay consistent? Yeah. yeah so for, first of all, like, I mean, Satan is not looking for the team that he's losing. He wants to strike down the team that he's winning. Mm, yeah, so yeah. all the time, if you're running alongside Jesus, he will, he will try to strike you down, man. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. So first of all, the spiritual warfare is real. And it's, it's, it's real. It is here. It is now for us. But if you are walking alongside with Jesus, if you understand that Satan wants to strike you down, because he wants to destroy the team that is winning and not the team that is losing. He will not attack someone that is in the comfort zone. He will not attack the, the one person that is in the apathy. He wants to strike down someone that is in, I'm with Jesus, man. I'm understanding my identity. I want to raise up. I want to take position in that thing, you know? Yeah. I will pray for my city. I'm going to pray for my leaders. I'm going to pray for my church. I'm going to pray for the ones, that, for those who are in the street, like needing Jesus. I'm going to position myself. I'll go to the streets. I'll, I'll evangelize. I'll move in the spirit. I'll prophesy over someone. I'll yeah. give them love. So every time that you walk in that way, you're going to face some battles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. You're going to face some battles. You're going to face some spiritual warfare. How do you prepare for that battles? Fast. Mm. Kill your flesh. Fast. Yeah. Kill your flesh. Pray. Understand the power of the prayer intercede understand those weapons that you have in your favor use them for your favor 
when you pray, you're actually, you know, so when Jesus is, when Jesus is teaching the disciples about the, about the prayer, our God in heaven, so how will be your name, other things, when Jesus is teaching about that, it comes to a place where, please Jesus, we want to see heaven on earth, but your mission as a disciple, my mission as a disciple is to let the heaven come to the earth, is to let uh, the heavens invade the earth. Jesus, I'm praying. I'm open up space. I'm fighting a spirit. I want to see heavens invading the earth. Yeah. So fast, prayer, intercede, also declare. The declaration that you're doing on the Bible will bring life to the world. And I, I think that's good because fasting really breaks off a lot of temptation right. to different things because the enemy will, will want to attack our flesh 100%, whether it be with our right. our eyes, with money, with um, sexual desires, whatever it might be. It can right. look like a multitude of different things. Right. But when we're able to fast and, like you say, kill our flesh, mm-hmm. we're able to pursue God and say, okay, I'm going to take time away from this because I know it's going to tempt me. But I'm going to pursue Jesus and I'm going to stay rooted in truth. That way I can fight the spiritual right. battle and to claim victory right. and to keep winning, to keep winning, to keep making the enemy mad. And I think that's the beauty of fasting Right. is that we want to make the enemy even more mad. That when we're winning, we're just going to keep on winning. Right. We're going to fast and spend time with the Lord. I think when we fast, um, it's not just about like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to eat. Mm-hmm. Like our heart posture has to be like, oh, I'm fasting because I want to pursue more of Jesus. Right. And I want to get closer to my identity and my relationship and my intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. It's not about, oh, I'm not going to eat or, oh, I'm not going to go on social media. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to take this time away to pursue Jesus. Right. And I think that's the beauty of it and how to fight our spiritual battles. And I 100%. think that's it's amazing what you're talking about. Before David be a man of God. He was a man. Before David be a man of God, he was a man. Mm-hmm. He was being a good steward of the things that he father put on his hand and said, hey, go be a good steward. Go serve. Get out of here. Go serve. Go to the fields. Take care. Raise, raise the ships. Go be a good steward of what I'm putting in your hand. Yeah. Carry a humble heart. Walk in humility. And you understand who you are. Yeah, there you go. But today, this generation, this generation wants to be men of God, women of God. Because they understand who they are? No, because they want the position. They want a title. Mm. They want a stage. They preach your sneakers. They want to be fancy. Yeah. They want to be marvelous. Mm. But God is calling a church and a generation that wants the man before be a man of God because the mans they can stay and take position with Jesus when the fear come when the bear come when the lion come they stay they take position when Goliath come they stay take position hey Saul I don't need your sword hey Saul I don't need your armor I know who I am my God gave me first the opportunity to be a good steward of the ships I defend them from the lion I defend them from the bear. Now I'm ready. Come, Goliath. I'm ready for you. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? 
trying to say things over the God of Israel. You crazy? Come over here, man. <laughs> That's who David was. Yes. A man before be a man of God. That's so good. Walking in identity as a man before walking as a man of God. That way, right. yeah, we can really pursue his kingdom mm -hmm. like both ways. And so right. I think that's amazing. Um, well, yeah, I think that's that's all that we have for um, today's topic upon spiritual warfare. Um, thank you guys so much um, for tuning in. And also thank you, Matt, for, for joining with us. I think one thing that, that is really impactful yeah. is... Um, walking in identity yeah let's go this is how we fight the battles is when we start to walk in identity of who god has called us to be i think there's a huge misconception that that um spiritual warfare is just the flesh mm -hmm. it's not just the flesh mm -hmm. it's in the spiritual it's in the flesh as well but it's also right. in your identity right don't let the enemy speak lies into your life yeah right walk in truth that way you can walk in your, your and in your identity as a warrior the kingdom of heaven and so matt thank you so much for thank joining you, us guys. thank you yeah and so It's my pleasure yeah for sure and so we would want we would love to have you back here in Masalan. let's go uh yeah for I'm sure i'm down for it let's go let's do it again i'm, down for, let's I'm do down for it. it let's get some tackles yeah there we go amen amen yeah